0: Hello and welcome back to the Liberate America podcast. My name is Sean Prober and you're once again joining me to discuss all things American and how best to proceed. Now, uh, unfortunately, an event has arisen that has provoked me to to actually make another episode. I've been a little bit lazy with it and just focusing on so many different projects uh, being banned from Facebook last month kind of forced me to put my resources into some different areas. I've got 22 hours left on that ban uh, with Liberate America so I'm going to be looking to push out more content but kind of figured I'd use this month to fasten down the bolts on some other projects and make sure that your boy is uh, able to feed himself. (laughs) So uh, what got me kind of back into writing, usually we use, um, you know, we have writers, uh, but what actually got me to take the dive and and get the pen to paper again uh, was, of course, what we're seeing in Ukraine. You know, although Liberate America has kind of a reputation of being far right-wing and uh, terrible in thousands of different ways, Uh, One of the things that we really pride ourselves on most is that we're 100% anti-war. If we were attacked and somebody was posing an imminent threat uh, to that extent, I do think there could be a time, but as far as our expansion into Iraq, as far as our actions in Syria, as far as every single war uh, that we've had, I do not stand uh, for them, and Liberate America will always be 100% anti-war, 100% of the time. So, before diving into the events unfolding on the borderlands of Europe, um, let's jump past some basic concerns I have about even talking about this topic if you were to speak with a man who existed in hypocrisy like a fish exists in water how often would you care to bring up the golden rule to do unto others as you'd have them do unto you and kind of consider some people in your life who have made a mistake after making a mistake after making a mistake and no matter how many times you speak with them it it clearly doesn't do anything That's very much what we're seeing here. What point after witnessing so many sociopathic forays would you accept the futility of once again voicing calls for fairness? The United States, in its current state, is the material embodiment of paranoia. Since World War II, as if driven to madness, like like Macbeth, by the nuclear waste-infused blood that we can't get off our hands. <clears throat> no stone is too small to risk remaining upturned. Uh, when September 11th happened, this is so true when you're talking about the relationship between coma and comorbidities, already severe pathology became truly a terminal illness. Uh, Paid for with our very future, our children's future, our grandchildren's future, this once-revolutionary republic has dragged itself through every mud-drenched, sun-scarred hellscape under the stars, all in a fear-drunk hope of catching a glance at the incoming punch we believe to be promised by karma. And when every dollar was spent and every pebble inspected, non-aggressive countries wary of external powers dictating their scientific or militaristic developments would be vilified so the role of enemy never remained unfulfilled. You ask yourself, with with all the talk about focusing on Americans and turning the, the war on terror to American domestic terrorists... Uh, which is uh, which is better, made up enemies abroad or made up enemies domestic? I think that we'll take the stance that both <coughs> that both are are not necessary and 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 both are are repugnant. Let me sip my coffee. <clears throat> so, you ask yourself, we all learned about this in school. In any elementary school high school was the Monroe Doctrine just a joke in nineteen twenty three The Monroe Doctrine warned European <coughs> colonizers that the United States would not tolerate further colonization of the Western Hemisphere just sixty years ago when the Soviet Union began the building of missile launching sites in Cuba. It was the Monroe Doctrine Kennedy would symbolically invoke. And since then, the United States and its allies have spent countless billions of dollars nearly encircling Russia in the Western Hemisphere. Um, as As if they had never heard of of hypocrisy. <laughs> and, and for no other reason. Than military superiority. Which is hardly an ethical justification. What would be unimaginable for an American. An enemy within striking range. Became the global expectation. For every single one of our enemies. Or any anybody who's not going along with our plans. 100% of the time. And... Of course, this is, is all Obama's fault. Uh, mostly, uh, it's always good to tie in Obama uh, into these things, and you know, consider your reaction if America, in America, if Vladimir Putin came into office and immediately started advocating for a military alliance between Russia and the government in Mexico. The brash, globalist-minded Obama burst into the White House doors with just that sentiment. I think this kind of new, progressive, globalist man is so forward-thinking that they forget uh, about the last century. That that they forget about every conflict and and every tension and every reason for distrust around the world. They're too blinded into, well, we just need to have this one-world government. We need the UN to to expand and and take take complete power. Now, Obama said it was important to send a clear signal through Europe that we're going to continue to abide by the central belief that countries who seek to aspire to join NATO are able to join NATO. Biden Biden has continued with the exact same rhetoric. So, to understand why messaging is disastrous to Ukraine, you need to understand the open, the underreported demographic makeup of the state affectionately known as Little Russia. As revealed by the Orange Revolution, the country is badly divided between the West and the Russian-speaking East. We uh, talk about what happened As if it was all about Russian troops uh, getting involved there and Russia Russians taking over. In truth, Crimea was almost unanimously on board with joining with Russia, uh, kind of fearful of these exact uh, promises that the country would be taken into the West. And in America's pace to bring Ukraine into its military fold, as is so common in stories such as this, weapons and support were delivered to some particularly unsavory characters during the Ukrainian Civil War. This is no different than America and and their attempts to control Syria, paying every Islamist, every extremist looking for a, a jihad. To join the side. No different at all. Uh, Except this time they're doing it in Russia's next-door neighbor. Uh, For a country that so freely invokes Nazi imagery and its domestic internal conflicts, our standards abroad are a bit more forgiving. You have pictures of John McCain proudly standing next to Ole Tidanbach in uh, a leader in Svoboda, a Ukrainian political party that receives over 40% of the 2012 vote in many parts of Western Ukraine. So do you do you explain briefly what the Nazi roots of this political party are? Because it dawns on me that in America, everybody's called a Nazi. But, but to put this in perspective... About 800,000 Jews were murdered in Ukraine during the German occupation, many of them by a Ukrainian auxiliary named the Galicia Division. When Western Ukrainian citizens organized a ceremony honoring that union, it was exactly this party that was up center um, at these events. We have quotes by Ronald Lauder, Uh, from the World Jewish Congress, he said, I was terrified to see photographs of young Ukrainians wearing literal SS uniforms with Stottwasitikas clearly visible on the helmets as they carried caskets of members of this Nazi union, lowered them into the ground, and fired gun salutes in their honor. This is what we're assisting um, in, in the West, so, in conclusion, in history, those surrounded by enemies, uh, with, with other countries funneling money to Nazis, <laughs> in it, but uh, surrounded by enemies who are promising the continuation to conflict, have not been seen as the aggressor. However, Russia, taking offense to Western funding of horrible elements in bordering countries, has created this irrational outrage when no country on our planet would condone such a flag or an attempt at encroachment. The American economy is in freefall, and the vast majority of Americans are lacking any faith in its leadership. Regarding both Russia and America... Choosing de-escalation and seeking mutual collaboration could be the only way to appropriately respond to the true threat posed by China. But as I see this now, we're just killing off more more Europeans, killing off more Eastern Europeans. uh, When both of those groups already are are losing, uh, people, I believe both of them, are are uh, declining in population growth, and here we are trying to figure out more ways to kill each other and kill ourselves. Uh, well, I, I think we need to look outward and look at the threats abroad because they're a bit more real. So, that's everything we got for you today. Hopefully, we'll be uh, exploding this next month in more content. I look forward to uh, to engaging on this one. Take care, everybody.